Welcome to Do That Well. I'm your host, Brenda Brown, and with me, executive coach Karen Thrall. Today, we're going to continue to speaking your mind well. Today's topic is learning perspectives. As you'll recall, this is another series that's based on an allegory from Karen's upcoming book. In the allegory, the trees make a list of all the differences of the two main characters. And as we were coming up with different topics to talk about for the Do Speaking Your Mind Well series, that really sparked us to think about perspectives that people will have and the ways in which different perspectives can be a hindrance when connecting and communicating with others around us. Diving right in, let's just start with what do we mean by learning perspectives? So Karen, I know you have a lovely definition for us. <laughs> yes. Okay. The definition I got was online. Just, I think it was from dictionary.com. Thank you very much. Um, it's one's ideas. And then also it's one's ideas. Perspective is one's ideas and a f- facts known to that one person. It's someone's ideas, and it's also the facts that are known to just that one person, and that creates a perspective. Kind of cool. like that. Yeah. It really highlights it is all about a singular person, that it's something that one person holds to be true to themselves. So as you and I were creating this episode and outlining what we wanted to talk about, we did come to this realization that not every single person necessarily is interested in different perspectives and worldviews that some people really tend to get stuck in their own. And then there's the people that are more like curious about it. And then there's everything in between, right? It's, it's a spectrum Mm -hmm. like many things in life. Uh, (laughs) How do you have this worldview? How do you have this perspective and still communicate with others when you're not always going to see eye to eye. It's not always the case that you're going to have two people that are coming into a conversation or a conflict that are willing to work together. And I find, because I have people in my life that do this, people that will not be named, (laughs) but I do have some close people in my life. They have the tendency to approach conversations or conflicts with this need to be right. It's not about coming to a agreement. It's not about hearing or learning more about each other. It's more like they come in with guns blazing. I'm going to be right and I'm Mm -hmm. going to tell you my perspective and your perspective doesn't exist because mine is the right one. Let's talk about that. How do we shed that? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, A a few thoughts just ran through my mind. One is learning perspectives. Okay. Again, if we think of the definition, it's, it's a person's ideas and it's facts known to that one person. That's, that's what a perspective is. Okay. So I'm going to learn your perspective. A few things that came to my mind is there is no win or lose. If, if we're focusing on someone else's perspective, we're gathering information, we're gathering information, have a conversation, right? So that's, that's the first one that comes to my mind right away. The other thing too, and this one, oh, oh man. So I was, I want to, I would go to Palm Springs to play golf. And it was December and I wanted to meet Marshall Goldsmith, who's one of the top leadership um, influencers, you know, um, in the in United States and globally, too. 
So when I learned that he lived in the San Diego County, I thought, man, I'd like to meet him. So I went on his website and just asked, can I meet you? I'm in Palm Springs. And I got an email back from him and it said, hello from Dubai. Yeah, so he was, and uh, he was not even in the country. He says, I am going to be back in the U.S. And I CC'd, you know, the person that helps him with the schedule. Next thing you know, there's a time, 7.30 a.m. on this date. I think it was December 28th. And I showed up at the house at 7.30 a.m. And three other men also showed up. So we were all there for the same thing. And I quickly realized, oh, I guess he gets these kind of emails a lot. At 7.30, we're sitting around his living room. We're having time together, these three men, myself and Marshall Goldsmith. And we're just learning who we are, asking questions. It was great. The second hour, we go for a walk. And he was asking me some questions and I was uncomfortable in answering. I was a bit apologetic, coming across, coming across humble. And he went, you know, big ego or little ego is still an ego. And I, my eyes just got huge. I was like, oh. He said, you can pretend, you can apologize, but this is all ego basically coming out of you right now. It stuck with me to this day. So that was 2014, six years later. And now I teach it in my workshops. A a healthy ego is when you don't think too highly of yourself and you don't think too lowly of yourself. Either way, if you think too highly of yourself, you're in full on ego. And if you think too lowly of yourself, you're in full-on ego because it's all about you and where you fall short. So thinking about it's not winning or losing, and also it's it's not about our ego. What I'm hearing you say is that some of it's literally the approach that you're taking into a conversation. So rather than thinking, I'm going to win this conversation, you are coming into it with, I'm just going to have a conversation. To come into a conversation and not want to be right, it also assumes that we don't feel threatened by that that other person. Hmm. I think that when people want to have a conversation and they want to make sure that their point is being heard, it's because they feel like if they learn somebody else's perspective, that's going to threaten their own perspective Mm -hmm. which then Mm -hmm. which therefore threatens our existence right because it's perspective it's our facts our ideas that are known to us singular person worldview so if somebody Mm -hmm. talks to me and they have a wildly different perspective than me all of a sudden I'm questioning my own perspective and then that's like well who am I (laughs) you know it's losing a piece of my identity yeah that triggers this thought in me two things one is something I've been practicing saying it holds me accountable to like, you know, when we talked about taking responsibility, learning people's perspectives. I, I really want to hold myself accountable to that. One is sure creates a great conversation. And especially when I have the freedom to maybe push back. So what I, what I do, so I don't feel threatened. So there's two things. One is I have to say, they're not trying to convert me to their side. Uh, They're not trying to bring me over to their side. And so I don't have to feel threatened. And I know that maybe that sounds a little bit melodramatic. If I feel like you're trying to sell me on something, close the deal on with me on something, then I'm going to feel a a lot more defensive 
because I'm going to want to explain myself more and I'm going to have a bit more nervous energy and I'm not going to be as, as relaxed. So that's one thing I do is if they're not trying to sell me, they're just, just let them talk. Okay. The second thing I do is I say, I am both right and wrong. And I listen to them and you are both right and wrong. I have a little bit of the truth. I have a little bit of right that lives inside me. And you have a little bit of right and a little bit of truth that lives inside you. And we, together we'll figure this thing out. You know, so that's what helps me. <laughs> like, that's what I have to do to stay very engaged. The other thing too, to get people's perspective is when I do feel a reaction coming over me, I'll just go, okay, I'm not understanding I'm having a hard time understanding because here's my perspective. So that's another thing I try to do too, is just say, I'm having a hard time understanding and just so I can get more information. This idea of they're not trying to convert me. I think that's really a cool way of looking at it because sometimes it really can feel that way. It can feel like this person's trying to change your mind. And I wonder, what do you think if you're in a situation and if you're the person that's feeling um, like the other person in the conversation is trying to convert you. What do you think? Is it okay to say, I feel like you're trying to convert me? Or maybe you don't say it in those words, but can we ask them not to do that if we feel like that's happening? Good question. Okay, so here's my first thought is, I think I would want to invest in myself that it wouldn't matter if someone was trying to or not trying to, I could stay confident and comfortable in my own skin. I don't want to be defensive. I find it's hard. Like it's hard not to be defensive when I don't see the same, I don't have the same viewpoint or worldview and I don't want to be defensive. I don't want to live my life from that lens, you know, I think that's a great way of thinking about it. Rather than asking someone else to not approach it that way, think of yourself and how you can take responsibility to not become defensive in response to that sort of behavior because they're on their own journey, right? Mm -hmm. I have a question for you, okay? What would it sound like if you said to somebody or I said to somebody, oh, that's an interesting perspective, Let's say I believe that you need to steep your tea instead of put it in the microwave to heat up the water. <laughs> so if you're just going to throw a bag in the microwave, I'm not going to be okay with that. Okay? <laughs> if I said that and you said, oh, that's an interesting perspective. I think that sounds kind of condescending. It does. Okay. Okay. I wondered. I think so. Because I think for for me, I <laughs> would say, oh, I've never heard that before. Yeah. Or tell me more about that. But I think that if I was to say, well, that's an interesting way of doing it, or that's an interesting perspective, I think that would feel rude. So, yes. Okay. So isn't that, isn't that interesting? Because I thought that too. I'm like, oh, but if you say, well, that's an interesting perspective, it's almost uh, dismissing a bit or, or, or downplaying what they're saying. Because it still has that air about it. It still has yeah. that air that my perspective is better or that my yeah. perspective is right. But here's the weird thing. The title of this podcast is Learning Perspectives, yet I can say, hey, I'd love to learn your perspective. I can do that and set it up. But if someone is talking to me 
and they strongly believe in boiling their water and steeping their tea. <laughs> and you say, oh, that's an interesting perspective. It doesn't have the same, uh, the same open conversation vibe. It's such a subtle difference. It is. It's such a subtle difference to say that versus, oh, I've never seen that or, oh, that's new to me. Because the second way of doing it, saying, oh, I've never seen that or that's new to me, tell me more about that, that implies that you want to learn more. Whereas the first one is making a judgment. Yeah. And you're, you're shutting down the conversation. Yeah. Oh, that's a very interesting perspective. That's a judgment. That's like, yeah. that's the end. But if Isn't I said weird? to you, oh, tell me more about that or, oh, where did you learn that? Then that's inviting learning. Yeah. And here's another yeah. thing. However, so if I say, hey, I'd love to hear your perspective. Okay. If I say, oh, that's an interesting perspective. Okay. That seems okay. And then the third one is, can I share my perspective on this? What does that sound like? That's in between for me. So even though we're trying to learn perspectives, using the word may not open conversations up. Let's, I don't know, I'm just having one of those aha moments. <laughs> Earlier, you said something about having the safe space for it. And I think that has a lot to do with it as well, mm-hmm. is whether or not the person that you're approaching is allowing a safe space for you to explore. You both have to come with that energy. I think if only one person has it, it's going to fall flat. Okay, so we talked about people that have the tendency to want to be right. However, I want to flip that to the other side of the coin, where those people that don't necessarily participate with their perspective. For some people... Maybe they're not honoring their voice yet. Maybe they are avoiding conflict. I think there's a multitude of you know reasons why someone might not come to the table with their perspective in a conversation. And how can those people participate? And what what's keeping them from participating? Okay, first of all, love the word participate. To me, that's a very empowering word. So when I'm learning someone's perspective, I'm asking them to participate in the conversation. Okay, that guy, I love that word. Right now, it's just like, okay, that is a great word. Learning perspectives. So think about it. Speak your mind. Speaking your mind. So I'm going to learn your perspective, and you and I are going to participate. So it's like you do a full 360. I would really like to speak my mind. I'd like to learn how to speak my mind. Well, for you to be able to speak your mind successfully, it's a good practice to learn the perspectives of the people you're talking to. And now hearing what you just said, it's opening the conversation up for the two of us to participate. Okay, that, that to me, sign me up. That would be um, that would be very life-giving if we entered all our conversations with that. Which makes me think... Having conversations with other people really is a skill. We're humans. We we connect with others. We naturally want to form connections and bonds and communicate with one another. But having tough conversations, having conversations where there's opposing perspectives, it really is a skill. That it's a muscle you have to grow and yeah. work on. Yeah. Wouldn't it be cool if... We became known as people that empower other people to speak their mind. 
from their perspective so they get to participate. I want to be known for that. Like even right now, I'm thinking, okay, man, I would love to be known for that. Please, in this circle, speak your mind. Please share your perspective. Please participate. And I notice sometimes when I'm coaching, I'll ask, what do you agree with the topic and what do you disagree with? So a lot of times it's easier for people that are more timid or more reluctant to say what they think. Let them start strong with where they agree so that they can tell you where they disagree because they need that warming that just to get their voice warmed up, you know? So even adding that, like before we get into the disagree, let's, let's talk about where we agree, you know, and they'll feel safe. I like what you just said about agreeing first. I think that's a good tool that someone could use, but how, how do we begin? How do we start to participate in a Mm -hmm. conversation if we are reluctant if you're timid or reluctant I would say you start with where you're the same so we'll we'll stick to tea so if you thought okay Karen's really taking tea way too seriously I just it's not a big deal tea in the microwave is actually not that bad okay let's say and so you go well um well what I like about what you're saying which is agreement what I like about what you're saying is you're very passionate, which makes me want to like tea more, let's say. And I actually have had tea in the microwave and it might've been a bad experience for you, but I really enjoyed it. And I put a little bit of milk in, I sat in a cozy chair and I, I didn't bother me at all. So there's this thing of you go in, you go in saying, you know what I liked about what you said, but where I disagree or but where I'm different and that, that really calms people because they know you're choosing relationship over your opinion. You're finding a way to relate to them. You're not shutting that door. Like we were saying earlier, you're not just passing a judgment. You're allowing there to be more conversation. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. So now there's that middle of the road person as well. There's the person that likes mm-hmm. to be neutral. Maybe they want to avoid the conflicts. They're more on that timid side of the spectrum. Maybe it's because they think that their perspective is the perspective, so they just don't want to even get into it. But for whatever reason, sometimes we'll come to a conversation with a neutral perspective. Is that possible? Is it truly possible to come into a conversation and be neutral? The only There's a few thoughts that come to my mind. One is, as soon as your emotions are involved, no, Mm -mm. because there's ownership now. I I know for me personally, as soon as my emotions are involved, it's very difficult for me to stay neutral because then and now I'm invested, whether I like it or not. So I would say that no, not if you have an emotional investment. What about you? Like, how is it for you? Well, when we were prepping for this episode, you said something that really stood out to me. You said, what I say behind closed doors is my stance. And Mm -hmm. that really stuck out to me because I honestly, for the most part, I do tend to like to be a pretty Mm -hmm. neutral person in conversations because of the fact that I am always trying to learn different perspectives. I tend to neutralize my own a bit so that I can have more space to learn 
others. Mm-hmm. And that stuck out to me because I thought to myself, how many times have I been in a conversation and I stayed neutral or I tried to just allow there to be space for all these different perspectives. And then as soon as that conversation was done, I went and told somebody else, well, this is what I think. But I didn't bring Mm -hmm. that to the conversation itself. Mm -hmm. It makes me question if neutral is possible. Okay, now that you said that. A lot of times you do have, you do have a way you feel about it. You just might not want to bring it to the table yet. Yeah, I forgot I said that. (laughs) (laughs) Is that about honoring your voice? Is that when you need to find out what your truth is? I know. There is an honest voice that lives within us. We've talked about that in the first one, right? We talked about that in honoring your voice. There is an honest voice that lives within us. And we guard it. If we don't think it's going to be received, then we, it's almost like we assess the conversation to see if I can. When that happens, for sure, I'm I'm choosing to be quiet over saying what I think. But the whole thing about whatever I'm thinking behind closed doors privately is truly my stance. It just may not have been asked. So I know for me in coaching even, people don't come to me to, for me to tell them what to do. That is not coaching. I think therapy maybe is more is definitely more that way, but coaching is calling out the person because they already know what to do. That's coaching, right? Like you look at a sports, the coach is looking at raw talent and tweaking it so that player can be very successful. Player's not going, what do, how do I do this? No, you do know how to do this. Get back out there kind of thing. So in that environment, I'm not being asked my opinion because my opinion is irrelevant. And I think in those cases, that neutral ground is essential to that person's success because it's not going to help them if I'm not, if I don't try to keep a perspective, you know, again, it is emotional when it comes to something that I believe in. I, I, yeah, I do. I believe that what goes on behind closed doors is my stance. I do. I'm going to go here. Um, One thing that's been heavy on my heart because I just don't know what to do, especially preparing for this specific learning perspectives and speaking your mind, it's been something really weighing heavy on me. I've been thinking about BLM and if someone, like I'm actually emotional, weird, but if somebody said to me, do, do black lives matter? Everything in my being goes, yes, yes, absolutely. A thousand percent. Yes. It's a joy for me to shout out, yes, of course, yes. I can't imagine any other answer. I'm confused how it's become a topic of perspectives. It, I'm, if you just answer, if it's just a yes or no, <laughs> BLM, BLM, Black Lives Matter, I, I only know one answer and it's yes. And I, what it does to me, for me, is I it then... It's caused me to think a lot about what responsibility do I take? I've been reflecting on that a lot. Well, what responsibility can I take that would just bring tremendous healing and awakening and this, you know, we are, we, the people, you know, you know, like how, what do I, what, what can I do? And then there's a thing of me that goes, well, 
um, what don't I know? And so then I go, okay, I, I, what perspectives don't I know? And where can I get educated? And I'm craving that. I'm, I feel like I'm just do, 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 like, just please educate me on any area, any area in my life where I don't know. And then there's the whole where there's going to be areas where I don't even know that I don't know, you know, it's just never even crossed my mind. I, it's not in my, it's not in my wheelhouse. And so then I want to be, I want people to go, Hey, I don't think, you know, <laughs> I don't think, and I, and I want people to wake up that I don't know. I don't know. So and I would definitely say when it comes to BLM, I would love to have a voice of perspective that pulls us together as Black Lives Matter. Like, I just, I'm so happy that there's this movement's rising up to say, oh, come on, we are so much more than this. And um, I want to be a participant to that. And I just don't know how to, I don't know how, to, don't know how. You hit the nail with the hammer it's that education piece I think a lot of us myself included we we can all learn Mm -hmm. more and that's where we started the episode right we started this episode with the recognition we want to learn more perspective with BLM it's so relevant because this is the opportunity for every single person to learn more and to educate themselves so that they can have a perspective and that they can have those uncomfortable conversations and we can start to teach each other about our different mm-hmm. worldviews and our different thoughts and ideas that we each one have, our one yeah, perspective. Yeah. But how can we broaden mm-hmm. that, as you were saying? And I think that for me, the educational piece is so crucial and and you have to want to learn. Too. Yeah, you know, um, and if we, we'll stay on this here, since we're here now, I remember listening to a radio station in the car, but I can't, I don't know who I was listening to. So I actually don't know what I was listening to. I just happened to get to this little piece in the radio interview of, I don't even remember what radio station it was. And uh, the person, the host was telling, um, was talking about prejudice and how prejudice is a prejudgment towards somebody. And I mean, I, I turned the volume up. I went, it's a prejudgment. It's a pre-assessment. It's a pre-point of view. It's a pre-decision uh, that I'm making before I even enter contact or conversation. And I just, oh, my heart, I, I just, I was, my heart just woke up. I was like, I love that. Prejudgment, prejudice, pre-assessing, all that silences speaking your mind. It silences learning perspective. It silences taking responsibility. It silences honoring your voice. Like, and prejudice, I can apply that in many areas of my life. You know. When I heard that, it kind of went, okay, I, I can I can do that. I can do a checklist. Where will I not prejudge? Create where will I not live from a place of prejudice and assumption? Um labelings. Prejudice is the antagonist to learning perspective. 
<laughs> it like yeah. it directly conflicts. So if you look at BLM, it's confronting where is there any prejudgment living inside me? And I love that question. What a beautiful question. I don't want to live my life with a prejudgment of somebody. That life's too short. Why would I want to do that? I just want to see, I want my lens to be one that is like, oh, what an interesting, fascinating individual, you know? As well, earlier, when we were talking about ego, we were talking about how someone may feel threatened and how it's it's on us. If we're coming to something and we're feeling threatened, it's on us to take responsibility for that feeling to say, no, I don't need to become defensive. I don't need to yeah. feel threatened in this. Just food for thought. Food for thought, yeah. <laughs> Anyhow, we covered a lot today. Mm-hmm. We covered all about learning perspectives. We started with what it a perspective is, how it's the viewpoints of one person, the viewpoints and thoughts and ideals and truths of one individual, why it's important to want to have a hunger for and learn other perspectives, how we approach conversation if we do tend to have an ego, how we can be aware of that and try to shed it, what happens if you're not good at participating, some good starting places, we covered BLM. I mean, we covered it all. Uh, <laughs> it's been a good journey. That's great. Thanks, Thank Brenda. You, that concludes our Do Speaking Your Mind Well series. Next week, we'll start off with a fresh new topic. See you there.